This is Agronomy Moment. I'm Wendell Cohen. Good day to everybody. This is a podcast on biologicals. Uh, Former fashion is the title. Is it something that is here in the form of a reality and function, or is it a, you might say, a fashion statement? We are focusing mostly on how microbes re- react in the nitrogen space, and those microbial those microbes that are um, affected by that. And so most of our focus today, in fact, all of it is on corn. And can microbes increase nitrogen value, or rather, can the biologicals, I should rephrase that, can these biologicals that are intended to um, activate nitrogen in the soil or in the air, can they increase value in your crop? And so, I want to make a quick disclaimer here, as you can see printed in the fine print on the screen, this is not a recommendation for your farm. Um, Those are one-on-one sessions with you and I or you and your professional. These are not um, a recommendation through a podcast. If you are going to use the information, which I think some of the information can be useful and has has value, um, try it on small increments on your farm before you take it to large-scale acres. Uh, Remember, this space is relatively new um, compared to things that have been out there for many years, like herbicides and other topics that we bring up here. Um, So we are going to present to you in the most unbiased way possible information here. Um, My goal is, is that if I have a personal bias, I don't know that I feel strongly about these things, but if I do have a personal bias, I hope it's weeded out by the information that's in the slides. And so without further ado, let's continue. Technical difficulty. There we go. University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. This is the first study that we're going to look at as it relates to a product called Pivot Bio uh, Proven. They This uh, appears to be, I believe, the newer formulation of 40. And this testing procedure looked to be on a very small um, size. If you notice over there in the chart, um, We have measurements that are in micrograms and kilograms, which makes it a little more difficult to really um, know how it relates, how it relates to um, yield or, you know, farm type scale type um, testing. But there is some things here, I think, as you compare it within itself um, of what took place here. One thing was interesting is what, what seemed to be commented on various times through this article or this postcard was that nitrogen accumulation was present in biomass and like in the leaves and in the plants early on. And so something was going on that was different than the control. There was more nitrate levels. And as they lowered synthetic in, those those differences between control that had been lowered and 
where um, the product had been applied seemed to be more significant. And this also seemed to affect nitrate levels in the soil in a positive way. So those are some of the interesting things. And one third thing I'd mention in addition to that is the reproductive tissue was that was produced was more in its mass. You know, ears were longer, bigger around. And so this could potentially indicate maybe a larger yield. Um, however, at the end of it all, yield results over four years were mixed. Uh, there's slight advantages in some of the lower nitrogen levels, which is what the company recommends. They want you to lower your nitrogen rates um, for this to be effective and return, uh, to hopefully bring a return on investment. And so at the end of this all, we seem to be a little bit mixed. One last thing uh, I'm going to point out, it says at the bottom that the special thanks to Pivot Bio for supporting this research. I'm just going to point that out. I don't know what that means. I don't know if they just supplied the product. I don't know if they um, oversaw the parameters that were introduced. If they fil I don't. I doubt they filtered through the results. Um, but again, I just wanted to point that out wherever I know of something that's not a complete independent study. Let's be Why do we have this thing acting so silly? Maybe I wasn't clicked on the slide. Anyway, I love technical difficulties. Next PFR pivot bio proven. This is the older formulation from back in 2020. However, I wanted to bring this in because it is another study and they're very limited. And it shows you a little bit there on the on the slide. You'll notice that um, there was a yield gain. And so Pivot Bio was moving the needle at the 12.8 ounce rate. And we've seen definitely higher, um, let's see here, we've seen on in nitrogen efficient products actually seen a little more of a bump than they did in products that require more in. So that's a kind of an interesting note there to point out uh, a product that requires more nitrogen or is more of a nitrogen hog as we sometimes say that product is going to be more negatively affected if you will and not it is harder to bring back a positive response by the by the product at least in the, it appeared in this case than uh, products that were more nitrogen efficient uh, so products that were more nitrogen efficient they they tended to respond more strongly to um, to a biological being added with nitrogen reduced. So something to think about there um, too, as you go forward, if you're going to test any of these products on your farm. We should note though, however, with the cost of the product that there was a negative return on investment in 2020. Will the newer formulation change the game? Uh, the 40 pivot bio proven 40 changed that game. We'll see. Here's some farm research here in the University of Nebraska. Um, this is the newer formulation, and what's interesting here is they took this more to field size trials where they have pass-to-pass -pass trials. The way I understand is they have certain farmers that are in the program. They reach out to them. They set certain parameters, and I believe they're using farmer's equipment 
to put the product down and and that but the university is controlling the the parameters of the of the test and so they had six locations and the results are inconsistent um, with the average being a negative response and I, I remember a comment as I was reading through this article the farm one of the farmers comment there in Nebraska was that he was very happy with the result with the first um, the first replication but as they continue to rep the the trials on into his farm further into multiple rep replications he's seen the yields uh, fell off with the product and so he was left with a little bit of a mixed feeling there especially since it didn't seem like overall he could average a positive result and it and even in the even in the cases where it was positive yield when they sat down they could not see it to be profitable so they're still finding the newer formulations to be inconsistent um, when it comes to comes to uh, yield Kansas State University results uh, K-State had somewhat of a similar result as, as the Nebraska farm results. My point here is that once again, we had an in, an in uh, it was not a consistent result, it's somewhat inconsistent. And here's, I'm just going to read what they said, because I think it would be, be um, they say it well. They said, although there was some evidence that proven resulted in a greater in nitrogen mineralization, yield and plant nitrogen uptake, the effects were not significant. These pre preliminary results suggest that proven may be acting as a nitrogen source, but the amount of nitrogen provided by proven may not be significant or may not be enough to provide a significant increase in yield and total plant in in the conditions present in this experiment. It is important to emphasize that these results and conclusions are based on one site in one year. So generalizations that can be made about proven based on these results are limited. And once again, we come up against that part as we do have limited information. This is one site, one year. And so, you know, just a complete conclusion here is really hard, particularly with this product. However, over several different um, tests, we are seeing a somewhat inconsistent response. And it's kind of begging the question is, you know, what, why, when there is a positive response, you know, why? And then why is it sometimes not? Um, do hybrids play a part in it? I don't think in everything that it is. I would feel like there is something else potentially um, weighing in on this. But it is also, I thought they said it well, is the preliminary results suggest that proven may not, is moving the bar. We've seen that maybe in that tissue test that was done by the University of Illinois. It's moving the bar in the plant tissue, but we're not seeing a significant response that's enough to actually change the game when it comes to final corn yield, which is what everyone's ultimately interested in. So that is the part that is interesting. I think my hat is off, not just think, but hats are off to people uh, like Pivot Bio who have created a product that can actually change something in the plant. I think that's uh, a great um, testimony to technology and what scientists are able to do. However, we ultimately need to see it on a farm pay off. So we're going to switch to the 2022 BEX PFR studies on other biological nitrogen products. 
Um, the asterisk there tells us that Pivot Bio Proven 40 opted out of VEX testing procedures after 2020. I'm not aware that they were um, in the program after that time. So I'm going to switch to three other products that VEX has done some testing on to vary in with very results. And so from 10,000 feet, these three products are Invita, which is a bacteria that once it's taken by the plant, fixes atmospheric in. And it is all an infro product, which would be similar to Pivot Bio as far as how it's applied, right? It, it's applied infro, like Pivot Bio is applied with the planter infro. However, Invita's uh, technology is that it's infro, it goes up through the plant, and then it fixes the atmospheric end that's coming across the plant. Source corn is a foliar applied, so instead of applied with the planter infurrow, it's foliar applied and it moves into the root zone to stimulate nitrogen fixing microbes. So it's foliar applied, which is different, but then it is moves down into the root zone where it works on microbial activity. I, what I would understand from that, it'd be subterranean Eutricia N is another new product in this sphere, and it helps fix nitrogen as well from the atmosphere, and it is also foliar applied. So we'll deep dive here into Invita with what we know. Um, as you look over there on the chart, we see you can pause this video if you wish and study that a little closer. I'm just going to kind of hit the bullet points as we go through here. Of course, feel free to pause the video if you need a little more time looking at it. Three years of data favor nitrogen rates reduced by 25 pounds. And so if you would, would study that a little bit, reducing your nitrogen rate by 25 pounds is where you see, see that, that uh, nitrogen rate or the response is where it's favored. It is not PFR proven. It did have one year of loss, and so it is not a, a PFR proven product. As you know, a PFR proven product or practice is the product or practice that has for three years proven a positive yield response and a positive return on investment. Should also note that they did a nitrate level tests and they were elevated with the use of Invita. So once again, I mean, it's not like it's not work, working. It's working. It's changing the game there as it relates to the plant's nitrate levels. Um, timing, it's, as we mentioned before, it's in furrow at plant. Source corn, um, three-year data, once again, we see that 25-pound reduction, and they see that the data is favored there. Um, the average return on investment, though, in three-year studies is negative. It's not paying for the product. We're also seeing um, in this particular 2022 results, we were seeing actually a bushel per acre difference that was negative. Um, we are getting a positive return on investment with the 0.7 ounces of source corn and a six bushel drop. Probably, but probably because of the nitrogen, yes, that, that is correct. Because of the nitrogen differences of going from 190 bushel down to 140, we were seeing um, that we actually had 73 cent profit by using the 0.7 ounces of source. But if you compare that to the where it says 140 units, no source corn, that was 50 units of drop. And that's interesting to note. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, but the bushel per acre difference actually was less loss without the product than with it. And so 
one could have saved himself not only the headache but the cost and had more money in his pocket by just simply reducing his uh, nitrogen rate by 50 pounds. It's this one here, as we mentioned before, can be foliar applied and you don't have to hassle the planter. And its timing is V4 to V6. And then also they throw in a on their label a VT to R3 as another potential. So now we come to Utricia in. So three years of data, once again, we see we reduce at 25 pounds of nitrogen and we see the best yield, the best response. However, we still get a slightly negative return on investment. So once again, it's seeming like it's really difficult to be able to move that mark when it comes to the yield and return on investment. Um, we're seeing tissue sample response. We're seeing nitrate level responses in the, maybe the soil or the plant or both. However, getting that to final yield with current uh, products we have is, is proving uh, difficult in, in the tests that we've outlined here. I do know that people who are using these products, or um, some of them, and they say they've had positive results from it. So I feel like it's something to be looked at, and this is an exciting new space, and, and so we should keep looking at it. This one here is also fully applied, uh, eliminates the need for planter equipment hassle if you don't have that, and the timing is V4 to V8. And if I remember right, I don't know if I looked at every single label that clearly. But I believe they're all very compatible with a broad range of herbicides. Of course, you need to check the label when you go to the field. You see on this slide a picture of mountains and no message. I want you to look at this picture and imagine with me, if you will, for a moment, that, you, that the year is 1804-1805 time frame, and you're standing on this mountain with Captain Lewis and Captain Clark, and you've just crossed the fourth mountain range. And you're, this is what you're seeing ahead. In the information you received earlier before you started your trip, the travelers that had been here told you that there was one to four ranges. And now you're seeing ahead of you mountain after mountain after mountain. Today, with satellite imagery and modern technology, 89 separate ranges have been named in the Idaho and Montana areas that span more than 250 miles. And I thought there were some really neat parallels that we can draw from the Lewis and Clark expedition and the biological space and the pioneering that's going on here. Sometimes uh, it seems like in their day and age, the demarcation between a given range and its neighbor was quite often vague, perhaps given why they did not see, they were told there was four ranges. But as they crossed, and then they seen there was yet more mountains, and the Pacific still was not in sight, I wonder what their thoughts were. And I think there's a really good parallel. Sometimes we see a yield response from maybe a biological product, and then we take that same product, we move it over to another spot, seems to be all the same parameters are, are as close as we can keep them and then there's a different result and so i want to compare and con contrast what you might have thought about and it relates to biologicals several years ago when you were first told that the soil was a lot more going on down there than we first thought that the soil was alive and there was much much 
life that the soil itself is teeming with life. And at that point, you might say, as we were hearing from the authorities of the best informed travelers, that there was a lot going on. And if you would spread chicken litter or manure or do this product or that product, you would you could change the soil. You could help improve the life of the soil and hopefully the response that you would get from future yields in your crops. But as we begin to get into these mountains and begin to apply some of the things we did know and we felt like maybe we were going to conquer after we crossed that mountain range, we then we stood on top of another range and seen as far as we can see more mountains. And I think that identifies this space very, very well because there is a lot more going on down there than we probably first thought five, eight, ten years ago. And my thoughts process here and the lessons that we can learn are, first of all, there's a lot going on. And, and number two is looking at Captain Lewis and Captain Clark. They were not perfect. When they brought back the result at the end of their journeys, they went clear to the Pacific and they came clear back. Their reports were not perfect. Today's mapping systems have pointed out flaws and even somewhat of a of puzzlement by modern cartographers on what they were actually seeing at that time because what they said they seen and what is possible to be seen standing from that point is not possible. It's beyond the scope of vision. And so it's not always certain. However, Lewis and Clark, their expedition was a success because from that point on, they knew enough, they had enough information that they were able to get to the Pacific and back. And not only that, future pioneers were able to use their information and make it to the West Coast successfully. And so I'm looking at that with us today. We don't need to know everything that's going on in the soil today to be successful. We can apply what we do know and what we do understand and follow that and move forward with that. And so it brings us to my final thing is what can you do on your farm? And my thought process is to plant several trials on your farm. Study these products, um, put a few on your farm, test them out at field levels so that you can see a good broad acre and yet not bet your whole farm on a novel new product. I'm going to, I have the a Pivot Bio Proven 40 uh, recommendation up here. However, I'm going to say any product um, you can put in here and use this um, setup. My recommendation is to run one pass at your full nitrogen rate, run another one at a reduced nitrogen rate with the product according to if if they tell you the units, reduce it by that. Otherwise, maybe use the Bex PFR 25 pound reduction since that seems to be a sweet spot there. And then run another pass with 25 pounds of nitrogen or whatever that rate is reduced and do not include the product so that you can compare in that year with the nitrogen requirements. You can compare whether or not that product was actually needed. And measure not just yield difference, but also return on investment. Earlier we talked about that one product in Bex PFR, how the, the yield um, actually went down a little bit. However, we seen a return on investment that was still there. It actually had a the return on investment difference, I would say. I don't know that it had a positive return, but it was actually less of a loss 
to reduce more nitrogen and use the product. Um, so do focus on return on investment um, as well as yield. And, and once again, remember, just like it was in 1804, remember what we know today is very little compared to tomorrow. And I think in a few years, we're going to see a lot more information come forward and see a lot more of this research. They're already changing things in the nitrate levels. And so what technology is there going to be that helps move that bar forward even more significantly um, than we have known? So be flexible. Change your products or practices going forward. Do what you need to do to um, fine-tune what's best for your farm. And as always, you can reach out um, to me anytime. I have my phone number and email up there. Uh, feel free to reach out. I can put you in contact with a, a local professional if you're not from our area. But feel free anytime to uh, talk to us, give us feedback. We need it. If there's um, corrections that need to be made in any of our content, we're always open to hearing you. Special thank you to Bex Hybrids Practical Farm Research, as well as the different universities, Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, Nebraska-Lincoln, Kansas State. And also another special thank you to Lewis and Clark Trail Heritage Foundation, where I glean every my information. From. Thank you for joining us today on Agronomy Moment. Thank you Moment. very much for the watching. This has been Agronomy Moment and our special winter series on information that's been supplied and submitted by you, the listener. Thank you. Take care. If you want alerts on what we are finding in the field, go to topagservices.com forward slash signups to receive alerts, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is our goal to bring you the most recent and advanced information possible. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out to us anytime. We also ask you that you give us a like and follow our channel wherever you listen to your podcasts or watch these videos. This ultimately helps us reach more people like you. Hey, this has been Wendell Cohen, your show host. Thank you to all who made this show possible. This show is over. See ya.